Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, live from the WDCX studios, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, top of the morning to you. Good morning. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Man, my name is Steve Tiber. Welcome to Hope Reigns. This is our inaugural show here on WDCX, and we have been praying about this this day. Not that eight days of hope would be exalted, or Mike or myself, but uh, listeners would hear about some of these God stories that are happening on the front lines for Jesus and say, hey, where do I fit in? How can I get involved either with Eight Days of Hope or other ministries out there to use the gifts God's given me? Again, welcome. My name's Steve Tiber. Mike Fiella, good morning. Good morning. Uh, what a what a fresh morning, exciting morning. Looking so forward to what these God stories going forward and just the I, I'm anticipating an awesome response. It's going to stir people's lives, as it has stirred our lives. You know, from day one, being you know the the CEO and president of the the organization, how many times your life's been touched, my life's been touched, people's lives will be touched as we continue on with this and sharing the stories. I tell the people all the time that um, I almost feel guilty being on the front lines for Jesus uh, following natural disasters, and we'll talk more about what Atheist Hope does, because you see these God moments, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, yeah. we're not this good. We really aren't. <laughs> but God is all awesome, and he shows up time and time again. You know, the stories of, of, of the loaves of bread and the fish, where you don't know how you're going to make ends meet financially uh, on a big missions trip, where thousands of people are serving with you, and he shows up in a big way. And, and that's it, Steve. Willingness. Just willingness and putting yourself out there. That's probably the hardest step of anything because your mind's thinking, well, how am I going to do this? What about that? What about the finances? How am I going to? No, the willingness and then taking the first step because once you're there, that's where God shows up. Amen. Well, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we're so thankful that you're listening today here on WDCX. Um, Who is Eight Days of Hope? What is Eight Days of Hope? And um, all those other things that are running through your mind. So Eight Days of Hope, the number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. And after Hurricane Katrina hit the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, my father, who's living in Mississippi, Mike called me and said, hey, Steve, let's go help somebody. Let's Mm -hmm. find one family in the state you're living and help them. And then God got involved. And actually, God was involved since the moment my dad mm-hmm. called me. But, you know, we thought we had a plan. But then God showed us who really was in control. Your dad is something else. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. <laughs> I, I've roomed with him on several occasions. He is a machine. I call him a, a, a machine of love. He sees, he sees the need. And even if he can't do it, he'll get somebody no to do it. No nonsense. You, 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 yeah, and you've got to be, you've got that for sure. But, uh, you know, he wants it done. He'll get it done. And he's, he's like, you, you know. His yes is yes, and his no is no. Uh, so Eight Days of Hope was meant to be my dad and I and a couple buddies, and 684 people came with us mm. to Bay St. Louis, Waveland, Mississippi, wow. after Hurricane Katrina back in December of 2005, and God allowed us to help 84 families mm. rebuild their homes. Wow. I mean, think about wow. that. You know, some days I still sit here 13 years later. I'm like, what? What happened? You know, Mm. that in itself is a God story. Eighty-four families saw the hands and feet of Jesus Christ show up. You know, Mm. we're a volunteer-led organization. We have 152 volunteer leaders. Mike, you're one of them. Mm. Uh, They come from 10 different denominations. It's the church being the church. And that trip, Mike, really started Eat These Hope on a long journey. So can, can you can we take a moment just what was that like the very first time now you're stepping on the grounds in a disaster ridden community and what are you thinking and how do you 600 people how do you get that organized anywhere from where are they going to sleep where are they going to eat to 
How yeah. do you get the work done? So some interesting stories about our first trip. Uh, 400 people signed up. So we planned on sleeping 400 volunteers. We planned on feeding 400 volunteers. And then all of a sudden, 284 oh others my. showed up. Well, you, don't, you can't tell them when they <laughs> came from home. New York and Kansas and <laughs> right. Oregon that they can't stay. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be candid here. Day number three, I had three of our friends, my friends, say, Steve, we love you, but you've mm-hmm. become the bottleneck. I was trying to touch everything. Wow. And, and, and we learned very quickly that this ministry called Eight Days of Hope had to be more than, than about just one or two or three people. Right. And so now 35,000 people have served with us after Hurricane wow. Isaac and Irene and Rita and, and Katrina. We've done uh, trips, rapid response trips, more on that in a little bit, to Buffalo, New York with the yes. snow back that Thanksgiving week. <laughs> uh, we've done tornadoes in Illinois and Kansas. We were in Hawaii this year yeah. uh, bringing relief to those uh, after the lava uh, mm. flow from the volcano eruption. Uh, as always, go to our website. 8daysofhope.com. But here we are, Mike, 13 years later, mm. and 8 Days of Hope has helped 4,800 families wow. rebuild their homes. $48 million of work. Would you ever th- how, Would you ever think? I mean, you know, now, can, can I sh- shift a little bit? Because this sure. has to be said at this point. Steve, you're born and raised in Buffalo. You leave the, the community, I guess, job-wise. And now, years and years later, you come back as a president and a CEO of an organization called Eight Days of Hope that has the largest amount of volunteers for rebuilding in America. It's, it's got a rapid response that you oversee, and, and also you've got a distribution ministry. I know you'll be talking about more of this in the days to come. You're helping build safe houses for sex trafficking. I know mm. that's your biggest passion, oh, and we've talked about that. And then now you're in Buffalo in a warehouse housing other ministries and helping them get raised up. Yeah. So How does that happen? Well, it doesn't. Steve does none of that. Mike does none of that. <laughs> That's uh, right. Wayne Van Landem, our vice president, does none of that. But but God has been, been organizing and leading this. It's the prayer of Jabez. You know, Mike, when you know, the prayer of Jabez, when you pray, okay, Lord, if it's your will, enlarge in the territory that we can be a glimpse of who your son Jesus is. And so that trip that was meant to be my dad and I and a couple buddies now has become a national ministry. We're, we're, we're based in Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, mm-hmm. We're building our 60,000 square foot facility. It'll be a training center. We'll bring volunteers in from around the country. We're going to train them to lead arms of the ministry, some of the arms that you just mentioned a minute ago. And um, God blessed us with a 100,000 square foot building right here in Buffalo. And that's going to be our Northeast satellite. You know, yes, a couple of days ago we were on Neil Boron's show. They're like, well, why would you have a facility in Buffalo? There's no hurricanes here. <laughs> well, you know, we, that's going to be our Northeast satellite. Anytime there's a disaster of any type in Michigan, Ohio, Virginia, mm-hmm. West Virginia, on up in the Northeast, equipment and leaders and volunteers will come from Buffalo and the Northeast to love and serve people in need. Later this year, we'll go to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Okay. That'll be our third satellite. And the goals in 20 months to open up in California. So this is an opportunity for the church to be the church. We're going to tell you a lot more about Eight Days Days of Hope over the next 52 weeks. But before we go any further, I want people to get to know who Mike is. So Mike, you're from Buffalo. You've lived in Buffalo all your life, but tell us a little bit about you. Uh, I'm born and raised in Buffalo, married my childhood sweetheart. This this year will be 41 years that she's put up with me. (laughs) And uh, a long time. And uh, met her in high school. Listen, I have one daughter and a son-in-law, and they've given us six grandkids. So that's probably... Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's Thank a, God you didn't have seven kids, that's man. A, You'd be like doubling the population <laughs> of Western New York. I'm telling you, we, we were ready to get... I, I said to Gary, my son-in-law, we're going to get a, a baseball team going here or a football team. <laughs> oh, so I don't know. So, you know, and our story is something that, you know, my wife came from a Catholic background. 
I was a Baptist background. We just wanted to get married to please our, our parents, not we didn't know the Lord. And let's let's get the mm. Baptist minister and let's get the, the priest together and have a great ceremony. Our parents will be happy. You know that Baptist preacher when we went to talk to him, we asked him all these questions and that and he stopped us. He says, Where are where's your relationship with Christ? Mm. Had, long story short, had a, a, just a warmth about him, a love about him, led us to the Lord in that process. Well, this is how the flow of thing goes. We joined that church. I got introduced to music ministry. There was a real progressive church. They did a concert series that a guy named Fred Caserta came in to that church, and he said, I want to know who's in charge of this. And you know how Fred was, a little gruff oh, guy. Yeah. Fred, the the founder and executive director of Kingdom Bound Ministries. Uh, dear friend. Lord now. Yeah, dear dear Fred. friend. Love Fred. So I got to know Fred through that experience, and then he, he gives a call, and he said, hey, we're starting something called Kingdom Bound. So that was my connection there. And, you know, from day one, if you uh, play guitar, you're the worship director. Uh, you know, I remember Donna Russo, you know, you know how to do some office managing. You're the manager. And uh, the two of us and Margaret Pyrak at the time, mm-hmm. um, we went out and we would put these flyers together and just knock on doors we go to breakfasts and that started kingdom bound you know through that i met other 35 years ago mike yeah it's roughly right yeah well actually i i talked to the other day i would give it a 34 number she says because the way it started in 87 33 years of ministry strong i'm still involved with that with the the worship aspect of it but uh, you know from there there's so many things that mushroom i met you know, of course, uh, Neil, and you'll be talking more about Bill Hine. They started a church on the beach, and I sure. kind of walked in the middle of that Man. and helped with that. That's awesome. Same time, a couple of uh, churches I've served as worship leader and associate pastor, but then there was Steve Tiber at, at Kingdom Bound. Oh, me. That's, yeah. that's when things, this that's, is what you should have turned around and ran. <laughs> that, you have got me in the biggest oh, trouble. Oh, my because, gosh. No, I'm only kidding. You know, when you, when you mentioned about Eight Days of Hope, check out the website. I went there and checked it out. It was something that just the website in itself, and I want to encourage you to, to go to 8daysofhope.com. You'll get all the information you need, not only to volunteer, but how to, it, it, the stories on there and, and leadership. And yeah. so it was Got to watch some of those videos. Man. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. It, it'll just melt your heart when you see the way Jesus is using people and being, we're being the hands and feet of Jesus. So long story short, December 29th to January 5th, 2008 was my first trip. I have 12... Uh, Rebuild trips and two uh, first response trips, you know, a rapid response trips. And I'm telling you, my life has changed each and every time I go. So I'm excited to be a part of that, this, the show, oh, and man. see what God's going to be doing. You're going to learn more about Mike and, and a little bit about some of the ministries he's been a part of. And uh, I'm excited, Mike, to co-host this with you. Absolutely. Uh, we'll get a chance to introduce uh, each other a little bit over the, the weeks upcoming. Here's the great news about the show called Hope Reigns. If you miss a show, uh, it will be archived on 8daysofhope.com's website. Go to the media page, and you can always listen. Today we've got a really unique guest that we're going to talk about here and uh, talk with in just a couple minutes. His name is Chris Childs. Chris mm-hmm. lives in New Albany, Mississippi. He's our rapid response manager. Um, 8 Days of Hope rebuilds homes after disasters. It's extreme makeover times 800. I'll give you a tease. Okay. In March last year, 4,692 people went to Houston, Texas. Oh, my. After Hurricane Harvey, we fed them, we lodged them, we didn't charge them a penny, and those volunteers rebuilt 808 homes in 15 days. We did two eight-day trips back-to-back, did about $15 million of work, and we saw families meet Jesus for the first time. We had Mm -hmm. volunteers fall on their knees on a mission trip thinking they knew who he was, fall in love with him. We're going to tell some of those stories over the next 52 weeks. 
Hey, so next week, very quickly before we go into a break, next week we want to invite you to something right here in Buffalo. We're going to talk about this later today. But Eight Days of Hope is coming to Buffalo. And Mm. you're like, what? There's no natural disaster of this type. Right. There hasn't been, Hmm. like a Harvey or Katrina. But next week at the same time at 9 o'clock, some of our leaders will be at University United Methodist Church on Minnesota Avenue here in Buffalo. And from 9 to 1030, our leaders are going to share with the the faith-based community here in Buffalo Mm -hmm. and local political leaders a plan that we will be unlaunching next Saturday for Eight Days of Hope Buffalo, Buffalo. in yes. July. Yes. So for more information, go to our website, call us, email us, check us out on Facebook, social, mm. uh, Instagram, Twitter. We want to get you there next Saturday during the show from 9 to 1030. Mm. You can listen to the show later in the day. Can't wait. But you want to go Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. we got to tease them. Now, if I start talking too much about it, tell me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve, you're teasing me. I want to know more. <laughs> I know. We're excited to have some partners like Life Church, Kingdom Bound, and Niagara Gutter. You're going to get to meet them over the next couple of weeks. And in a minute, we're going to bring up Chris Childs to you. And um, can't wait to hear his story. An amazing man married to an amazing woman. More on WDCX in just a couple moments. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one, which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. Kingdom Bound 2019, New York's largest Christian music festival, is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Goki, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdom Bound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at KingdomBound.org. That's KingdomBound.org. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Welcome back. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. Steve Tiber along with Mike Fiella on our inaugural show here Good at uh, morning. WDCX. <laughs> we love that Mandisa song, Good Morning. We're going to have to find yeah, a way to bring yeah. that into the program at some time. All of our rebuilding events, we start every morning with some worship and devotion and the song that wakes everybody up is Mandisa. Mandisa. And we have a lot of fun with that. It I, is. That's I a mean, good song. It is. I mean, you just, the thump, thump, thump. You get, well, you'll hear it. I can't redo it here, but and it, it just the energy goes through the room, and then you get up and just start in, engaging people, and then it's awesome. It's, it's crazy. A lot of fun. Well, we are excited to have uh, this next guest. He's our first guest. His name is Chris Childs. 
Chris is the Rapid Response Manager for Eight Days of Hope. Uh, Eight Days of Hope, Mike, not only rebuilds home after disasters, but we also send volunteers and leaders and equipment. God Mm -hmm. has blessed us with about $2.5 million of equipment. Uh, We send equipment and leaders the day after disaster. And Chris was the original leader and uh, really um, a mastermind of of helping Mm -hmm. us launch us in excellence. Chris, good morning. You there? Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you, brother? Great. Beautiful morning in Mississippi. So Mississippi, I know it's only March, but is it 98 degrees yet, or, <laughs> or do we have another week or two before that hits? No, it's still cool. It's in the 80s. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Now, Mike, as you know, I lived in Mississippi for the last yes. 19 years, just moved back, and um, uh, the heat down there is, is a little bit interesting from time to time. Yeah. It will melt your hair in the middle of the summer. <laughs> but anyways, Chris, thank you for coming on. So, Chris, um, you have been a part of Eight Days of Hope for how long? Let's see. I've been a part of Eight Days of Hope for about eight years. In, in your first trip, I believe you and your family came to Nashville. Nashville had a huge flood. Was that your first trip with us? It was my very first trip, yes. Okay. So, so let's go backwards for a minute. So okay. just give us a quick bio of your life, of where you were living before this mission trip, uh, maybe a little bit. Um, I know that you have a very unique testimony of how you met Jesus. So why don't you spend a couple of minutes and tell the listeners your three-minute testimony. All right. I grew up in central Virginia. Um, just real quick, my, my parents grew up extremely poor, and they their mindset was they were going to just spoil my brother and I with everything that they never had. Uh, sounds like a good plan in the world's eyes, but it didn't turn out so well. Uh, I ended up uh, I had everything, nice car, nice clothes, all the stuff that high school kids want. And I got into drugs and drinking really early. Uh, it progressed, and one morning I woke up, and I wasn't having fun anymore. I was addicted, uh, addict, and I couldn't stop. Um, just a really rough time in my life. Um, got clean several times, went to several different programs, but nothing ever stuck. Met my wife. Uh, we both drank. She didn't realize how much I was into the drug scene. Uh, we got married. Marriage was not good. You can imagine being married to a drug addict and alcoholic. Uh, came home one day, and her and the kids were gone. Uh, empty house and uh, just a really low point in my life. Um, the pastor, a local pastor, that she, she was attending a church, he started calling me, and we just struck up. A relationship, just conversations once a week. I was living with my parents. My wife was in the house. Our, our bills were so huge. We had debt like so many people get into uh, that we, we just couldn't get ahead. We're separated. Uh, I'm, I'm living with my parents, and I just couldn't take any more. Uh, my parents constantly pushing me to get a divorce, leave mm-hmm. my wife. So uh, one day I was riding back home just miserable the pastor called and says is there anything that the church could do for you hmm. and i said pastor i really need somewhere to live i need to get out on my own I'm tired of living in my parents house i'm you know a grown man and he said call this gentleman charlie and i didn't know charlie from anybody <laughs> i called charlie and i said hey brother uh, my wife and kids go to church with you pastor told me to give you a call i need somewhere to live but i don't have any money and he gave me his address and said come on out i mean, I never talk to anybody like this i get to charlie's house and i'm telling you he's got the ultimate bachelor pad harley davidson four wheelers huge lake and i'm like man this could work 
But my plan was to sit in his garage and just be miserable. That was kind of my life at this point. I couldn't see my wife, couldn't see my kids. I just wanted to sit in there, watch TV, be miserable. But he wouldn't let me. Every night when I'd get home, Charlie would be outside in a chair holding his Bible, and he would read God's Word to me. Hmm. Every night, every night, over and over and over. It didn't matter how late I got there. He was always there ready to share with me and ask me questions about my family. And one night we were out in his yard and talking, and he was asking me about my kids, about soccer practice, and things that were really important to me going on in my family's life. And I realized there's something different about this guy. He actually cares about me, and he's listening to what I'm saying. And I said, Charlie, why do you care about me? All I do is I mooch off of you. I live in your house for free. I don't provide anything for you. And he said, Jesus lives in my heart, and I can't help but love you. And I see the things that you're carrying, and you can let them all go. You don't have to carry those weights anymore. You can get the chains off of you. Just give your life to the Lord. And I did right there uh, in his driveway. Uh, and my life has been drastically different from that second. So you you were really entrenched with drugs and alcohol. Your, your, your wife and kids left you. You had nothing to your name. And you were the deepest point a person can be. And someone you didn't know says, come hang out with me, and pours into you and loves you right where you're at. Yes. You know, yes. That's, so, that's so similar, Chris, to what 8 Days Hope does. When volunteers show up, they meet somebody for the first time, and they spend time with somebody. And that's what Charlie did. We both know Charlie. When you said Charlie's name, we both mm -hmm. chuckled because yeah. he is a great guy. Yeah. He's a hoot. So, so, you know, Charlie pours into you. you. You meet Jesus for the first time. And you worked in the construction industry, I believe, at the time. Yes. Yeah, I worked for a large construction company, had a great job, um, and I, w I was at church one morning. I'd gone on a couple mission trips. Now, this is about six months after I got saved. I've been on a couple out-of-the-country mission trips, and a plumber buddy of mine said, hey, I'm going to this thing called Eight Days of Hope uh -oh. in Nashville to help flood victims. And I didn't know what it was, but I thought, hey, I do construction. This is Christian, you know, a mission. I'll check it out. And, uh, man, we got there, and it that is really when I knew that God had something different for my life. Man. Chris, thank you so much for sharing that. And, um, you know, we tell our volunteers at 8 Days Hope, Mike, to be ready with your three-minute testimony yeah. story. His testimony is so powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, our Father in Heaven, no matter what you've done, where you've been, um, what yeah. sin you've committed that no one knows about, yeah. he will meet you right where you're at. And he met Chris that day. You know, no pun intended here, hope. Hope, hope. Mm. There's hope for all of us. And, Chris, it's so good to hear your, your, your testimony again. I've heard it a, a bit before, but isn't that Jesus? And that's what, I mean, that motivates us to go on. I mean, I wish, to, now, Chris, let me, let me ask, I mean, Charlie poured it into your life. How did that affect you when it comes now? And I, I, I know the answer to this, but I think our listeners need to hear. What happens to a guy named Chris that Charlie poured into, and now you're, you're, how do you respond to other people? And how do you share the, that hope with other people? I remember looking in the mirror and seeing that emptiness. Hmm. I remember it. I remember thinking, there's got to be something more to this. And hmm. when I get to an area that was just affected by a disaster, I see people standing in their yards with their home completely destroyed, and I see that emptiness that everything 
in your world is gone. And that's when Nikki and the kids left. That was my life. Wow. wow. And I and I see it in them. You know, you, you say that you're you're talking to a family member that we're looking to serve. They've lost everything to no fault of their own. And don't hit this the wrong way, Chris, but, but your pain, a lot of it was self-inflicted. But yeah. these families that we serve after disasters, they're just going around living life, and one day they wake up. You know, those 330,000 families in Houston that had their homes right. flooded, mm-hmm. 91% did have flood insurance because they lived in a 1,000-year flood zone. Right. Chris, again, I love you, brother, but some of your pain was self-inflicted. But now you get a chance to be a glimpse of hope to those who feel hopeless. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're excited to fast forward to a couple stories uh, that we'd love for you to share. And I know next week, for our listeners out there, your bride, Nikki, will be on. <laughs> yes. Now, I know Nikki, brother. <laughs> yeah. You married up. She is a <laughs> she is a mover and a shaker, and, and I know she loves the Lord. Uh, we're excited to have her on next week. So, li- listeners, you get to hear some of uh, Nikki's responses to uh, the journey that Chris and him the have been on. The inside story next oh, yeah. week oh, yeah. at you 9 o'clock. You don't want to <laughs> miss that. All right, Chris, so um, you're in Smithville, Mississippi. Let's fast forward. A tornado hits Tupelo, excuse me, uh, Smithville, Mississippi, Hackleburg, Alabama, and you rally your church. So tell us a little bit about your church in Virginia and how many volunteers you brought to Smithville and walk us down the path and wrap up with you on that bus and what God spoke to you that day. Perfect. All right. Well, it's, it's just a little country church where I, uh, where I got saved. And uh, we hear about this disaster. I'd already been to Eight Days of Hope in Nashville, and I'm really excited. I was amazed at what God was doing through Eight Days of Hope. So I couldn't wait for the next disaster. I know that sounds bad, but the tornado hit Smithville. I get to Eight Days of Hope. Um, well, let me back up a little bit. Um, I had a video that I played for our church. I really wanted to get up and explain how all of that works and how the Lord is used in a disaster. But I, when I showed the video, it showed the town completely destroyed. And as I watched it, I got emotional. When I got on stage, all I could say to the congregation was, they need help and we need to help them. And I just walked off the stage. I couldn't I couldn't even speak. Mm. It was so mm. – wow. it was just tearing my heart out to see these people and I could see those faces just like mine. Um, after service, we had a meeting to see if there was any interest, and we had 120 people show That's up. Oh, fantastic. Uh, oh, out of a congregation of 300, 120 people signed up, and we went 14 hours from Central Virginia to uh, Mississippi. All right. Time out, time out. So one-third of your church heard the call and responded to the call to help people in need including the pastor and all the staff. So he had to get another pastor that traveled around to do the service two Sundays. That so. church, that trip, that was the largest amount of volunteers from one church we've ever had, Chris, mm-hmm. on any of our 36, 37 trips mm-hmm. around wow. the country. So, boy, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. I didn't go, know that. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. Keep going. I'm sorry. All right. So I get to, uh, get to Mississippi. I walk in the front doors at Eight Days of Hope, and I meet a guy named Butch, and I didn't know Butch at this time. I love Butch now. Um, what do you mean now? What do you mean now? <laughs> it changed someplace. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I walk in, and Butch says, I need you to go frame this house and put the shingles on it. And okay, explain, when we ex- broke ex- up, explain to listeners what framing a house means. There's nothing but a concrete slab there, and they need me to build all the walls, build the roof, put all the petition walls inside, 
uh, and then put the shingles on the roof. Well, thank God you had 30 construction professionals with you, right? Well, that was the problem. Uh, when we broke up into teams, because I'd been on a trip before, instead of giving me the construction guys, they gave me some of the youth, some of the ladies from the choir. I had Charlie <laughs> and then two other guys who had very little construction experience. Oh, so the dream team. Um, <laughs> I told Butch, there's no way I can do that with the crew that they gave me. Can you give me another job? And uh, Butch just said, this is what you're going to do. I've already called them, so you need to go do it. Mm. So I said, yes, sir. So we drive out, and it's an old Mississippi farmer. He's standing out in a field. He's got a concrete slab and a big stack of lumber. Um, tell him who we are, and we start to work. And I was overwhelmed. I hadn't seen the plans to the house until that morning when we when we pulled up. had no idea what I was getting myself into. So we start framing, and in a day and a half, the house was framed and the roof was complete. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. Those choir ladies must have really <laughs> slung a good hammer, Chris. Dude, I'm telling you, this, this is funny. Our, our, the lady that led our choir, her name's Miss Janice. I didn't think Miss Janice had ever been outside. She drove a Lincoln town car, wore the big hats. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Always very nicely dressed uh we were putting siding on and miss janice came up to me and said how can i help and i thought what lord what do you want me to do with miss janice i said let me show you what i'm doing so i showed her how to put vinyl siding on and she said i got this wow. and i said miss janice what do you mean you got this she said i mean you go do something else i got this <laughs> her and three other ladies put every piece of siding on the house vinyl siding and excellent nice. wow. they mitered the corners i mean they had a lot of questions but i'd answer them and they would just do it and i didn't have to do it so i could focus on other things but after a day and a half the house was framed i called back to eight days of hope headquarters and i say you won't believe this but the house is framed and the roof is on it and butch said you can either stay there and work or you can go to another project so kind of a traditional eight days of hope we circled up and we prayed and felt clearly the lord saying stay there and help mr vaughn so we just continued working on Mr. Vaughn's home. On the eighth day, he moved in to his new home. Whoa, 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 time out. Oh, so on day one, there's a concrete pad. You have a couple people who are semi-skilled, uh, some people from the choir, some youth. And you're saying on day number eight, what did you just say? Mr. Vaughn moved into his new home, framed, roofed, siding, insulated, central heating and air, air conditioning, plumbing, Drywall hung, finished, mm. and painted in eight days. It's unbelievable. I mean, we're believing it because you're saying it, but is, doesn't it just make you stop in your tracks? You want to talk about a God story. He was all well, over it, that. That's that's how we all felt. Charlie was with me. We were blown away. The crazy thing is Mr. Vaughn showed little emotion through this whole process. Really? So on the and on the last day we're loading up and you know we're seeing the Lord show up in a mighty way and He doesn't seem to even be excited, just to be honest with you. And on the last day I look and Mr. Vaughn is behind the house with his back towards us and I can tell he's crying. Mm -hmm. So I do what any mature Christian does. I go tell my buddy Charlie, you need to go talk to him. <laughs> the, the guy that let you sleep in his garage, right? Come on, man, yeah, payback. So Charlie looked at me, and he said, it's your turn, brother. Yeah, there you go. 
I've never been so nervous in my life. I could build a house. I can hang sheetrock. But to talk to somebody one-on-one, this is way out of my comfort zone. Okay. So I walk back, and I'm praying the whole way. And I get back there, and Mr. Vaughn shares with me, in a three-week period of his life, the first week, his wife of over 40 years passed away unexpectedly. Oh, me. The second week, his house burned to the ground. And the third week, the tornado came through and leveled everything in his town, including his son's home. Mm. As he's weeping, he says, everything that I've ever loved and everything I've ever cared about on this earth is gone. And I knew I'd never have a home again. But he turned and he pointed at the house and said, but look over there. Wow. And I just said, Mr. Vaughn, I build houses for a living, and it takes three to four months with skilled professionals. I've got a youth group and some ladies from the choir. My, my. The Lord built you a house, and he just allowed me to be a part of it. I'll never forget that moment. You know, Chris, I'm sitting here, and Mike can look in my eyes. i got mm-hmm. tears in my eyes because yes. these are some of the God stories, listeners, that we want to share with you every single week here on Hope Reigns. We don't want to bring any attention to Eight Days of Hope, I promise you. Mm-hmm. But we want those choir members out there right now listening, saying, you know what? I'm not a contractor. There's nothing I can do. Um, that's the enemy trying to trick you, and mm-hmm. it's trying mm-hmm. to deceive you. When God created us, Mike, he stepped yes, back that's right. and he said, God, got that one. Yep, Man, that, yep. what a, that is awesome. What, you know, he yep. just sits back. He's smiling from ear to ear, Chris. And, and the story you just shared is a reason why there's something for right. everybody right. out on the mm-hmm. mission field, regardless of with Eight Days of Hope or another organization out there. But I tell you, thank you, Chris, so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I know that um, to build a house in eight days with the crew that you had, had to be a That's defining right. moment in, in your uh, ministry right. life. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well, we want to get to another story, but we do have to take a break. Chris, thank you so much. Hey, right now, if you're listening and you're outside the Buffalo area and you're listening on our website, 8daysofhope.com, text one of your friends, tell them to tune in, join Mike Fiella and myself for the next 30 minutes. We will be here every single week, and I would remind you that next Saturday at the University United Methodist here in Buffalo on Minnesota Avenue, at 9 o'clock in the morning, we are going to be sharing details nice. about Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. I think one of the organizations that will be there is a local business called Niagara Gutter. They're right. locally owned. They've been doing gutter right. business, Mike, for about 62 mm. years. They're the real deal. I know Brad personally, the owner. Nice. Great man, and he's one of our sponsors today. So check us out next week, and also check out Niagara Gutter. Niagara Gutter loves the Western New York community. They've been serving residential and commercial clients here since 1962. Their team of trained professionals is focused on providing customers with the absolute best service and quality possible. Niagara Gutter takes pride in going above and beyond your expectations. That's why they're trusted by the best in the business. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for 15 consecutive years, an A rating with Angie's List for 12 consecutive years, and were awarded the Angie's List Super Service Award for three years straight. Let Niagara Gutter service your home. Check out their website at niagara-gutter.com to read reviews of their service. Or call them today for an estimate at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Niagara Gutter. Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. 
Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of 8 Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one, which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world, so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. This is Hope Reigns. To join the conversation, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. I want to thank our partners, Kingdom Bound, Niagara Gutter, and Life Church for sponsoring and being a part of Hope Reigns here with Eight Days of Hope. And there's mm-hmm. some opportunities for your business, your church or your ministry. Please contact us. We'd love to have a couple others come alongside what God is doing through this program. Uh, we're here today with Chris Charles. He's the Rapid Response Manager with Eight Days of Hope. Our Rapid Response team, Mike, goes anywhere in the country in one day. Okay. And to do those trips... Um, Chris, your skill set does not have to be of a professional. Talk just briefly about the typical things we do on a rapid response trip, and then I think we want you to go down the path of sharing another God story with us. But what does a volunteer do with our rapid response team out um, for the kingdom? All right. We do a lot of chainsaw work, so cleaning up after a disaster, after a tornado. We also tarp a lot of roofs, um, so that's a big part of the ministry. And then we do what we call a muck out. After homes flood, we do muck outs. You go in, you cut the sheetrock out, pull the carpet out, and all of that. Um, most of those three jobs are fairly labor intense. But one of the sweetest things that I see on the mission field is if you can imagine your house flooded and all of your dishes, everything like that in your house, just got soaked in mm. floodwaters. And there's not just water in floodwaters. There's a lot of things, contaminants, sewage, just rough stuff. One of the sweetest things I see is we'll have volunteers in someone's yard using Rubbermaid totes, and they wash their dishes. Mm, wow. And they, they're china and things that have been handed down from generation. And, I mean, they just handle it with care. You'll see them out there washing them, wrapping them all up, and packaging them up for them so when they're able to move back into their home. But I just see them singing praise music and just enjoying it and spending real quality time with the family that we're serving. Mm. So really your skill set, you don't have to be a professional contractor, plumber, our rapid response teams. We, we always tell the world you're not non-skilled, you're less skilled maybe than a professional. Absolutely. But there's something for everybody with our rapid response team. Yeah, if you can sit on the porch with someone Come on. and listen to their That's story, it. they've got to get it out. So, hey, if, if you every, – oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, go Chris. Ahead. If everything you've owned, everything you've worked for is completely destroyed, you need to talk. Mm. You just need to sit and and get it out, like I said, and have someone sit and listen and give them a shoulder to cry on and pray with them. Uh, it's, It's part of that healing process. 
Go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, submit your email address, and anytime we do anything here in Buffalo, around the country, uh, rapid response or rebuilding, you'll be in the loop. And next week, we're going to give you more information about what God has called us to do to help with safe houses for the sex trafficking that's, right. that's going on that's out right. there. We're really excited to talk more about that. Absolutely. We'll have a guest on in a couple of weeks. But go to 8daysofhope.com, submit your email address. We'll keep you in the loop. And remember, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and our YouTube channel as well. That's right. Well, Chris, I, I, I'm ready for another God story, and I think our listeners are too. Can, can you tell us a little bit about a man named Elvis? Sure. Well, he lives um, in Mississippi. Of well, course he, he can. <laughs> Mike, come on. Thank well, you. Thank you very you know, much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Whole Mike. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we go to, uh, you know, like Steve said, we get to a disaster one day, two days, right after a disaster, we're there. So an ice storm hit Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, I believe it was about three years ago. So we get to Oklahoma City, and the way that we figure out who needs help on the rapid response arm of the ministry is we just go into the town and we see where the disaster hit whether it was a tornado or a flood and we go door to door knock on the doors and just say can we help you what do you need and we have a form that they fill out get an assessment done and start helping so we get to oklahoma city go to a neighborhood there's trees everywhere you can barely get through the streets and the very first house we go to i knock on the door we always go in teams of two and I've got a guy named Tim with me. I knock on the door, door opens, and the gentleman says, how can I help you? And Tim says, the Lord sent us. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Instantly, this gentleman grabs Tim and pulls him in the house. Oh, boy. Um, that's not normal. That's not how this usually works. So he pulls him in the house, so I follow him, and it's an elderly gentleman. And he says, let me get my wife. He's very excited. He goes and gets his wife from a back bedroom, and she comes out, and he shares with us. He was a missionary for over 60 years, and he's planted over 100 churches all over oh the world. He had to come back to Oklahoma City to have open-heart surgery. He'd only been home for three weeks recovering from open-heart surgery. The morning when he woke up, his wife woke him up and said, Elvis, I need you to look outside. Hmm. So he said he... Got up out of the bed and he looked, and trees are down everywhere. On, they had four trees on their home, trees on their vehicles. He said he looked out and she said, what are we going to do? Hmm. He said they had very little money in their bank account. He knew there was no way they could afford to get these trees removed. He said, we're going to pray. So he got on the, they got on their hands and knees in their kitchen and prayed. And Elvis said after serving the Lord for all those years, in that moment, he doubted him. And he, he was crying when he said that, that he doubted him. So he said he prayed, and after he finished praying, he said the Lord's going to have to send somebody. And he said before he could get to his feet, there was a knock at the door. Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> when he opened the door and said, how can I help you? Tim said, the Lord sent us. Oh, my, oh my, my gosh. Little did he know. I, the hairs were standing up on my arm, like, Lord, thank you. Thank you for putting us where you need us to be. But the story gets better. Elvis said, Chris, can you tell me where you're from? So I shared with him, I'm from uh, Tupelo, Mississippi. And then he asked Tim, and Tim said, my name's Tim Poole, and I'm from Laurenburg, North Carolina. 
And Elvis said, I knew a man with a last name Poole from North Carolina. He said, I worked with a man named Larry Poole no. <laughs> in Guatemala planting churches. And Tim just started to weep. That was Tim's dad. Oh, my. Tim's dad and Elvis planted churches in Guatemala in the 70s. And Tim's father actually lost his life on the mission field. If you think there is not a God, just listen to how all of that came came about, how it all came together. God is just, it's amazing how he coordinates all of that. And that moment, sitting in a subdivision in Oklahoma City, he knit all that together. Hmm. Now, Tim and Elvis talk weekly. Amazing what, what the Lord does. And I tell volunteers all the time, Chris, that um, you will go home changed forever uh, once you go to the mission field. Um, you, you know, I, I get it. Some people like, you know, I, I don't think I can leave the comforts of my own home. But, you know, Tim left that week changed forever because of that chance meeting, even though our God is not a God of chances. It was part of his plan. Um, you know, it, and here's what I love about Tim. And here's what I love about you. You know, I was reading in Matthew this week. You know, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. That's right. And that's what Tim and you do in these 35,000 volunteers with Eight Days of Hope. Chris, so you've been now with the Rapid Response Team. I know that you were part of the beginning. We'll talk more about that next week. Again, next week, we'll have your bride on, Nikki. Um, tell us a little bit about your family before we uh, we wind down. Uh, Nikki and I have three kids, beautiful kids. Cameron is 16. She's the oldest. And then Christian's our son. He's right in the middle between two girls. And then uh, Lily is 12. And then we also have two foster kids. Uh, the Lord was clear to us that uh, when Nikki stepped down from her corporate role that we needed to do more and we had the time to do more. So we've invited two little ones in the house, um, ages Two and five. Oh, bless you, brother. <laughs> We've had them for about a year, and uh, I think we'll have them about another eight months or so. Okay. I uh, just wow. pray for their mother that uh, she can be released from the chains that are holding her back. Mm. Wow. So, Chris, you're one of the 152 leaders with Eight Days of Hope, 31 states those leaders live. And, man, we are so appreciative Absolutely. of your passion for the lost. Mm. You've been there. You've looked in the mirror, and you've seen hopeless and now you get a chance to be on the front lines for jesus what right. drives you what 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 is you you know i know you're, you're one of our hardest workers god bless you what drives you day in and day out just knowing that the lord that created the universe uses me hmm. before i had a relationship with him i didn't have a real purpose Every morning when I wake up now, I know I have a purpose. And I look at the change in volunteers, and I look at the change in families that we serve, and I'm blown away that he allows me to see it. Uh, the amount of money that I could have made at my corporate job, I could have never made enough money to buy the experience of, experiences that I get to see on the mission field. Wow. Chris, word that comes to my mind, and I, I think many need to hear, willingness. 
just a willingness to say yes, to step out of your comfort zone, or step out of, and, you know, the thought process that, you know, either how could God use me or my life is so messed up or whatever the things that tend to stop us. But you've taken the first step in so many areas, obviously, to go listen to a guy named Charlie. Then, obviously, to go home and say, I'm going to be a part of something different now that's going to make a difference. But there's the willingness, and willingness comes, and it's the hardest thing, when you're going to step into the unknown. You have no idea what you're stepping into, but there's something, and it's it's, it's really Jesus inside of you that's nudging you, you need to take this step. And I think more folks that are listening and they hear these God stories, they might have this tendency to say, well, I don't know if I could do that. Chris is special. He's this and that. And you're special in Christ. But you're special because you're willing and your willingness has gone forward. And if anybody is listening to these stories, please hear. Take the first step. Take the first step. Be willing to let God use you. And like Chris and his stories, he will use you. Amen. And next week, we're going to hear from Nikki. Now, Nikki, um, Chris, she was a, a manager with a company that most of our listeners have heard of before, and she walked away from that. Give us a 15-second tease on your bride there. <laughs> it was a, that was one of the biggest struggles of our lives. My wife was not raised in a Christian home, and her big drive by her parents was to succeed, 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 and she did. She moved up the corporate ladder, and then the Lord said, walk away from it. Your husband and your family need you. Mm. Wow. And uh, it was a tough step for her, but, man, the freedom that I see in her and how I'm able to serve so much better because of the time that I can spend in prayer with her, and I know she's got my back. That's great. Um, one of the best things we've ever done. Chris Charles, man, I love you, brother. Um, Chris right now is in Mississippi. He's overseeing the building of our 60,000-square national headquarters. Money's given directly for that project, not for disaster. Chris, you're about a week or two weeks from being done. Um, The building looked great last week when I was in Mississippi. Uh, Man, we love your heart. We love your family. Can't wait to talk to you and Nikki again next week, hear another God story or two. But thank you so much, Chris. For, uh, for being with us today. I'll tell you, Chris, yes, it's refreshing just to hear your voice again and the stories. And uh, God bless you, and stay warm down there, okay? <laughs> I know you will. I'll try. Oh, me. Chris, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, so, guys. Eight Days of Hope is coming to Buffalo, and to tell you more about that, show up next week on March 9th at 9 in the morning. Where we'll be at the University of United Methodist Church on Minnesota Avenue in Buffalo. If you're just interested in missions and want to know more about this ministry called Eight Days of Hope and the plans that God has showed us for right here in Western New York, it is going to be an amazing, amazing time next week next saturday at nine o'clock we'll have some of our leaders there to talk to you about that call us go to our social media sites we'll let you know where to go um, if you have any questions but that's next week mission leaders and um, other nonprofits love to see there as well we're also excited this summer mike kingdom bound we'll oh, partner yes. with once again and during kingdom bound we're gonna do something unique we'll tell you more about that down the road but first here's a word from our friends at kb 
Kingdombound 2019, New York's largest Christian music festival, is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Gokey, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdombound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at kingdombound.org. That's kingdombound.org. This crazy 2019 winter has done some serious damage to many roofs and gutters across western New York. If you're one of the homeowners who have been affected, repair your storm damage and prevent future damage with Niagara Gutter, western New York's premier gutter experts. With almost 60 years of service in the Buffalo community, they provide the absolute best quality gutters and service in the area with incredible prices. Niagara Gutter is dedicated to serving the Western New York community and has excelled not only at serving its customers, but also the community it serves. They work local, help local, and give local. That's why they've partnered with organizations like 8 Days of Hope and the Buffalo City Mission. Call Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Or check out their website at niagara-gutter.com. Niagara Gutter, Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. Steve Tiber along with Mike Fiella. And we apologize. We were so excited for Chris to tell some short stories that we really didn't go to calls and try to get people to call in. We are going to do that, I promise you. We want our show to be an interactive one. But these God stories Chris just shared, Mike. I'm telling you. And I know he's got so many more. Yeah, I mean, Steve, I'm, we're sitting here in the studio, <clears throat> excuse me, in Buffalo, New York, and I'm feeling like I'm on a trip. I'm on a days of hope, hope trip, just listening to the stories, being refreshed of what God does out on the mission field like that. It's just, it, it, it'll you got to get out there. It'll touch your lives. I tell you, I, my first mission trip ever, Mike, was eight days of hope. Okay. And I was the, the guy you know, leading a corporation. We'll talk a little bit more about our bios down the road, helping lead a corporation. It was easier for people like me maybe to write a check and say, hey, here's X, Y, Z, you know, go on the mission field. And I'm telling you, though, Mike, if you're listening today, you've never been on a mission trip. That's you right. don't have to even go with eight days of hope. There's so many great organizations yeah. and churches Absolutely. out there. But find uh, uh, something that you're passionate about. You know, when God created you, he gifted you. It might be uh, with music. It might be making food. It might be with a hammer, plumbing. It might be to talk. Yeah. It might be to do marketing or to do uh, purchase orders. Uh, there's something for everybody in 8 Days Hope. But, again, this is not about 8 Days Hope. It's about finding where you can give back and love and serve people in need. Get involved and take the step to do that because, you know, we're all looking for that little something. And there's all – each one of us has something that we can contribute. I mean, you don't, I, don't, I can't look at your gifts because I, I, I don't know if I can do that. You can't look at my gifts. Find out where you are as a person. And when you step out and go forward, that's where it just ignites it. God touches it, uses yeah. you, and fills you. It's great. Thank you again to Niagara Gutter, Kingdom Bound, and Life Church for coming alongside us. We do have a couple more opportunities for others to come alongside us. So if you're interested, you can call us 
at uh, area code 662-844-6934. I gave that number fast. Go to our website. Shoot us an email. We'd love to talk to you on how you can be a part of Hope Reigns. Next Saturday, again, this is very important. If you live in western New York, southern Ontario, you're you're hearing us on the the web and you're in Pittsburgh or area, drive on up. Uh, But we want you to come to University United Methodist Church right here in Buffalo on Minnesota Avenue from 9 to 1030. We have leaders that will be coming from around the country to share about something so creative, so unique. We're not this smart, I promise you, but God (laughs) is. And and we're going to work with the local church to do something very unique here in Buffalo this July. You don't want to miss it. 9 o'clock next week. And yes, later in the day, you can go to our website, 8daysover.com, and listen to the archive message. I'm very excited to hear about from Nikki last next week. It's you know, Chris will Kristen brag on her enough. He will, I, I promise oh, yeah. you, he does. But um, you know, she was a big shot with Coca-Cola. Oh, and, was it? and she was making um, a pretty penny, my friend. Ooh. And her and Chris both left jobs that would you know maybe change a little bit with their lifestyle. Mm. But God always provides. Well, I, I talked to her probably more than previous trips at this last Houston trip, and there was just something really solid. And Chris did say something that, you know, when a husband and wife get involved together, Amen. you know, there's just a, a, you get each other's back, you got each other's prayers. And, I mean, my wife and I recently went down to uh, for the Hurricane Michael, the, the rapid response. And right. I said, we came back even as a couple stronger. Just it, it, And there were times that what I just needed her there, and sure. she was there. I was, oh, it's just, so I'm excited to hear Nikki's side, too, yeah. on how the two of them, because they've been through a lot. They have. In a couple weeks, we're going to be talking a little bit with um, the expansion of Eight Days of Hope to serve safe houses for sex trafficking victims. Uh, Our passion is that every 90 days, somewhere in America, that we come alongside an existing ministry and rebuild or renovate or build a facility so they can love and serve on those those individuals who have nowhere to turn. We're going to have a show on that in about two or three weeks. But for a lot more information about about who we are, what God has called us to do, again, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Check out our YouTube channel. We've got some great videos. We have videos on our YouTube channel that we just interview the families we serve. And bring a tissue because you will (laughs) sob when you hear some of those stories out there. Absolutely. And it's the real deal, what's happening in real time. They tell what happens when we get on the grounds. They tell what happens when our house is built and and much more. Just like Chris said about the, the, you know, Elvis behind the house. There's so many Elvises out there that you get to hear the real-time stories. It'll break your heart. Mike Fiala, thank you, brother. Our first one's in the book. Yes. I didn't stutter too often, did I? No, you did great. A couple times. You did awesome. Hey, Chris Childs, we love you, brother. Um, Father, thank you for Eight Days of Hope and other ministries that love and serve people in need. Yes. Again, Go to 8daysofhope.com. We'd love to have you back with us next week on Hope Reigns. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.